From the Aleuts at Kizar to the glory days at the stick. From who's got it better than us to brick by brick. It's always the 49ers way from off season to game day. Yeah, we talk back. It's the 49ers cut back. It's 49ers Cutback Podcast time, and we are going to be talking about the quarterback room. That's why we're going through all the quarterbacks for the 49ers and talking about how they fit in to Kyle Shanahan's system and also just who has the leg up on making the team. We know who the top two guys are, but there might be a little battle for that number three spot as well. So quarterback competition has never been higher than it is in San Francisco this year. It's heating up. It is hot. It is hot in San Francisco. On fire, up, up in, in here. here. It's burning hot. We, we on fire. And it's hot. It's hot in the, in the quarterback room specifically, whether it's the, the Jimmy Trey debate in terms of who's getting one, who's getting two, whether it's the backup behind that three between Sudfeld and Rosen. Um, we're going to bring you some film. We're going to talk about it as much as we possibly can. Rosen. Maybe even <laughs> some Rosen film. Folks, this may be happening. Cutback crew, smash that like button right now if you want to finally see us discuss and talk about Josh Rosen in any way, shape, or form. But we're not going to start with Chosen Rosen. No, we're going to start with our boy Jimmy, Jimmy G, Mr. GQ himself. Some of these clips you've already seen. We got some other ones for you as well. But look, the fact of the matter is, right, is that Jimmy has a full grasp and understanding of this offense, top to bottom, calls, coverages, schemes, when to can can when to kill, kill, when to get in and out, how to shift and slide protections. Um, the offense functions and is operated better with Jimmy G at the helm since he, basically he came in, right? And this is something that 49ers fans have forgotten a lot of is when we first brought in Jimmy those last five games of his very first season, how much this offense changed, how much this team changed. This team went from a perennial just poop show. It was not great. It was not fun to watch that first year Jimmy came in. And those last five games – we were beating high-caliber, high-quality teams in the league. Jacksonville was rolling at that point in the season. We took we took them down in Jacksonville, I believe it was. Actually, it was in San Francisco. It was at home. It yeah. was at home. But we took down a Jacksonville Jaguars team that was rolling, and Jimmy led the way. It was a fourth-quarter comeback. It was a great, incredible game. Jimmy, Jimmy has played fantastic since he's been in San Francisco. When he's healthy, this team has been a completely different team with him on the field. A lot of people are going to knock him and say, you know, well, he can't stay on the field. But here's the problem with that, is you're neglecting when he actually is on the field. When he's on the field, this team operates at a whole entirely different clip. This offense plays different. This team plays different. The defense plays different. Everyone's playing at their best in their peak. That's why we made a Super Bowl in 2019. That's why we can get back there in 2021. The one thing no one can argue is when Jimmy Garoppolo is on the field, he's a winner. He wins football games, and he makes plays. Does Jimmy do everything himself? No. Does he have a full understanding of this offense? Yes. Can he run Kyle Shanahan's offense to his full potential? No. But can he run it to a high clip? Yes. So are there negatives with Jimmy Garoppolo? Of course there is. Of course! But are there great positives? Yes. Jimmy Garoppolo gets the ball out on time, gets it to where it needs to be so his players can make plays on the run and in space. That is what you need from Jimmy Garoppolo, somebody that can operate this offense at a high clip we just need someone to steer the wheel we we got the guy giving the directions we just need somebody that can steer the car is it going to go 100 miles an hour like it will when another quarterback is in at some point no 
but you know where we can go? 75, 80, and I'm okay with that. That's fast enough to pass people in California, and I'm okay with that. We need this guy to operate at that level. If he's healthy, he'll do it, and we have the talent around him that will make him successful. The, the skill set of the players around him fit what Jimmy Garoppolo does. Very true. The 49ers have made sure they've put together a puzzle that fits around Jimmy. So the added offensive line help this year, the added help in the run game, the reemergence of some of these wide receivers on the outside, and him being able to play with Brandon Ayuk, but also George Kittle and these guys. He's going to have enough talent to be very successful. We have built a championship team around Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo can win a championship. It might not be flashy, but it will get it done. Listen, the big knock on him too has been the deep shots, right? He doesn't take the deep, he doesn't stretch the field. He Wait, just he's not deep shot Jimmy? He's not deep shot Jimmy. And you know what? That's okay. He doesn't have to be deep shot Jimmy because he does stuff like this really well. Putting the ball in space, letting your guys catch and run after the catch. He just needs to improve the deep ball at times. Mm-hmm. We've been making this argument and talking about this for the last few weeks. He just needs to take a few more shots. Shots like this specific shot right here against the Green Bay Packers. Great design. Great design, but Jimmy has the ability to put that ball in space, and Kittle doesn't have to slow down. And guess what, folks? There are more clips of Jimmy taking shots downfield. Wait, there's more? There's more! There is so much more. This is from 2020. More. More. So much more. <laughs> Look at this right here. This beautiful shot downfield to Ayuk. This was incredible. This was a great throw here. Yeah. He, he has the ability, especially when he has the time, and they can scheme it up. Look at this. Well, that's all arm, too. That is. That was after the leg injury. Yeah. I mean, that that is Jimmy all arm there putting the ball in space. This is one from one of his first years as, as uh when first years when he, they brought him in for his full starts. Another one that's a nice little hole shot down the field with pressure in his face. Again, not a lot of leg, not all able arm. to step into the throw there. Yeah. And that's a healthy Jimmy Garoppolo. So to think and to say that this guy can't sling it downfield, it's just not accurate. Yeah, he, he didn't have the space to do it there. Mm-mm. And he just put it out, put it in space in an area where you know, Selleck could go get the ball, make a play. If he had more time on that, that's probably a touchdown. And again, another shot down down the sideline, outside the numbers, to Kyle Juszczyk. So this guy can take shots and make the 20, 25-yard th- throw downfield. It's just not going to be the thing he does all of the time. Well, we don't need him to do it all the time. Correct. What we need him to do is make sure that he hits people in rhythm, uh, gets them the ball, and limits turnovers. If he brings his turnovers down to 10 or under, then Jimmy Garoppolo is going to have a big season. Correct. I mean, these these playmakers he have can cause all kinds of issues. Um, yeah, you're seeing a few throws down the field. That's all we're asking for is a, is a few. Just a Kyle point. Shanahan will scheme up plays to get guys wide open so Jimmy Garoppolo can make throws down the field. 2019 Jimmy Garoppolo was actually percentage-wise one of the best deep throwers in the NFL. You mean to tell me that all this talk and conversation about how Jimmy can't throw the deep ball well, was a little overblown? Well, was I think it was a little overblown. It was amplified last year because he really couldn't throw the ball downfield. I mean, because his his lower you know lower half was not good. Oh, and, when you're coming off, you're dealing with an ACL that he was dealing with coming off that to an ankle injury on the same leg. That's uh, gonna that's gonna make it tough. I, I think the ankle was it was really hard. He was gutting it out for the 49ers. He too. Um, but we need a healthy guy in there slinging it. Um, anywhere in that intermediate route over the middle, he is one of the better quarterbacks in the league in that level, in that area. Um, it's, it's some of the, you know, we know where these weaknesses are and that's okay. When you're a coordinator, it's okay to have players that you know what their weaknesses, because guess what guys, nobody is 100% great at everything. What? Nope. Nobody's perfect. No. And then you build on the strengths 
and you do what you can to improve weaknesses, but know what their weaknesses are so you can keep them out of bad situations where they're going to make bad plays. And that's how you build and win and use a you know all your talent to win football games. Man, man, that's beautiful. Really, that brought, that brought a tear to my eye. <laughs> I, I enjoyed that a lot. I'm glad. S- sir, you're 100% right. Uh, look, next up, Trey Lance. Yeah. A lot of things we could talk about with Trey Lance, right? The improved mechanics, the arm so talent good. that this guy has is next level. Um, you know, people talking about how much of the playbook he's picked up, people talking about what he could open up and he could fully unlock Kyle Shanahan's office. He can, but he can't fully unlock it until he knows everything and everything is cleaned up. Um, my biggest my biggest question with Trey Lance has been mechanics. Um, and listen, you can do all the seven-on-seven work you want. You can work on their throwing mechanics all you want, all day long, improve, improve, improve. But until you're in a game situation, the pressure's on. You don't know with 100% certainty if those mechanics are going to stick. Are they officially muscle memory? Because once his improved uptick mechanics, footwork, arm, motion, etc., once it's tested, actually physically tested in the game, pressure, play clock, defense in your face, right? Third, third and long, you have to complete this pass. Until you have all of that mounting, you don't know if your body is going to respond the way you want it to respond. Yeah. Are you going to fall back into old habits? Or is what you've been working on, what you're developing, is that the new you? That, for me, is the test. I'll know and feel more comfortable about Trey Lance's mechanics, his arm, his release, how quick he gets the ball out, foot, foot, footwork, all of that. Once I see it in preseason and see him on an actual NFL field with a guy in his face and he takes his first shot. He gets rocked that very first time. He gets up the next time he throws the ball. I want to see. How do you respond? Are you the same guy you were two snaps ago? You know That for me will be the test where I know at least mechanical-wise, it's there. Then the next part is, again, right, figuring out the playbook. Are you killing and getting out of plays when we should be? Or are you doing what Nick Mullins did last year and having, having us trying to get to the edge and run outside sweeps when you got a linebacker lined up three yards outside of Kittle and you're expecting Kittle to get a reach block? Yes. And what you're talking about as far as, like, especially with the videos that are coming out of Trey Lance at practice, when you're at practice, you can think about your mechanics because you have one guy running out there running a route. You know where he's going to be. You think about your mechanics and you execute. When you get into a game and you have all these other things to think about, you can't think about your mechanics. You just have to go do it. So, yes, changing a motion, changing technique takes time, takes reps, um, lots of reps, in fact. And if once he gets to that level, like you said, once the bullets start flying and this guy is in there, you know, and he's going at it, if he can still keep all that technical stuff together – then the sky is the limit for this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like you said, recognition. There's a lot to recognize, not only learning the playbook, but learning how that playbook you know, works against another defense. What route this guy is going to do on a choice route, he's going to do this because there's this corner's doing this leverage-wise or they're in this zone coverage. There are lots of things that need to be determined, a lot of pre-snap things that a quarterback is responsible for, like you said, getting into the right play. Uh, also, protections, making sure that you know, everyone is in the right spots that you're not going to get yourself killed because you didn't recognize a blitz or you didn't recognize a coverage that's different from what is shown early on. We talk about this with shell coverages. There is a lot that goes into it. We can't expect him to know it all. Anyone that thinks that he's going to know it all or already does, um, I'm sorry, he doesn't. And there's just no way you can. Um, it's NFL offenses are too complex. Kyle Shanahan's offense is too complex. Do I think this guy has a good understanding of the base offense? I 100% do because he's a smart guy and he's sharp and he ran a pro-style offense in college. He's going to be successful in the NFL, but let's not rush it. Let's give this guy the opportunity to prove what he can do. 
see what he can do in preseason. Hopefully he builds on good performances in preseason that eventually lead to him taking over this team and becoming an elite quarterback for the 49ers. That's what we're trying to do. We're not trying to get a good quarterback. We want an elite quarterback, somebody worthy of a top three pick, somebody that can fully unlock Kyle Shanahan's offense. I say fully unlock because that's the kind of the thing that everyone says. But the long shots down the field, but really what's going to open up is the 22 to 25-yard comebacks and things that Kyle Shanahan liked to implement in his offense in Atlanta. Yeah, Remember, Matt Ryan did not become the MVP until the second year in Kyle Shanahan's offense. It's true. And he's a veteran. Jimmy Garoppolo, not until 2019, which was his second official full season in Kyle Shanahan's offense. And technically first year, full year as a full-time full time starter. We haven't seen a second year of, of Jimmy as a full-time That's starter. That's true. We haven't. So if Jimmy stays healthy, this could be an even better year than 2019. It could. And I, th- I think that Trey... If they give him a year to marinate and a year to get better in 2022 is going to tear the roof off of the NFL. And it'll also be his second full year in the system. It will. Which means you could come off Jimmy's second full year as a starter. And if it's an incredible season, I don't even want to know. I feel bad for everybody else because Trey Lance's second full year in a Kyle Shanahan system in which he got to see Jimmy light it up and learn from Jimmy in a full 2021 campaign. He's going to come in so far ahead of the curve in the game. (laughs) <laughs> and no one has any film on him either. Good luck, everybody else. Yeah, and, and Trey has some areas of his game he needs to improve. Mm-hmm. Throws over the middle, need mm-hmm. to improve. Um, he can improve a little bit on his accuracy. A lot of that, the technique, is going to improve it. Um, I'm excited about his training videos just as much as anyone else. Absolutely. But I also don't read anything into him. Uh, I just like seeing him th- whip the ball and throw it around. But you you can't learn from training. You have to learn from actual game reps. Um, can I get an idea as a coach watching him? Absolutely. I can get an idea of what he's doing, how he's operating the offense, when he's accurate. He's making the right reads, which is the most important thing. Getting the ball to the right guy, whether it's complete or not right now, that's the understanding of the offense. Once he's doing that at a high level, then everything else will be fine because this football game will slow down for him and everything will make sense. Right now, it's a bunch of moving parts with a bunch of people he's not familiar with. He needs a lot of reps. But once he gets there, it's going to be pretty to watch. I agree with you there, and I love his finish right now. Every time he throws right now in all of his training videos, his finish is nice little, and he holds it and slowly brings it down. You can tell he's very comfortable with the throwing Young. motion. Yeah, it's very, very greatness-esque. Right? Yeah. It, it feels like greatness. It feels like we're watching greatness unfold. But people, greatness takes time. It does. Let it, let it mature. Let it grow. Don't try and rush this guy in. It's the last thing I want. I want the best version of Trey Lance out there. I don't want to rush to Trey Lance because we feel we have to get him out there. Joe Montana, marinated. marinated. Steve Young, marinated. marinated. Let, let's let it happen. Aaron Rodgers, marinated also. He did. A lot of a lot of quarterbacks do that. Patrick Mahomes, marinated. marinated. Um, it is something that not a lot of quarterbacks have the ability to do because the teams they're going to usually don't have a legitimate starting quarterback. The 49ers have that capability. Let, let's put it to use and see what can happen, not only with Jimmy, but also with Trey. Absolutely. I'd rather have an Aaron Rodgers-esque career for Trey Lance than an Andrew Luck-esque Or career. even an Alex Smith, because he was forced out there and he got himself absolutely destroyed because he didn't have an offensive line. Thank yeah. God Trey does have an offensive line. That he does. That he does. Listen, we talked about the main two, right? Now we got the next two. This is the real conversation. I apologize, folks, because this film is not going to be very pretty, folks. It is not going to be pretty. And some of you Josh Rosen stands are going, what do you mean it's not pretty? It's it's not pretty. We didn't pull a lot of clips of Josh Rosen because if you go to pull his clips, he's got like, I don't know, I think it's like touchdowns and interceptions, like 116 of them. 
a lot more interceptions than touchdowns. It's not it's not great, but that's okay because we're not going to talk about Rosen first. We're gonna we're gonna start with Mister Suddy, good old Suddy. Listen, there's not a lot of in-game footage. It's really from Week 17 of last yeah. season against Washington, and it's not great footage. You saw the interception there. Um, again, not a lot of pressure in his face. Really overthrows his receiver. But again, how much of that comes down to he doesn't have a lot of timing with his wide receiver because he wasn't working with the first team very much, and people still can't figure out what Doug Peterson was trying to do by getting Sudfeld out there. Was he trying to show that this was actually his playoff quarterback all along and that it wasn't Jalen Hurts? No. Because, uh, tell you what, we, we talked to the Philadelphia quarterback coach at Philadelphia. We totally did. This is definitely not sarcasm at all in any way, shape, or form. It totally is. Didn't. But it seems, yeah, um, in which they said Jalen Hurts was the playoff quarterback. And for whatever reason, in Week 17, they went to this guy. So we get some film of him, and there's some positive things. That outside throw there taking a shot from Chase Young, that should have been a catch. Stood in there in the pocket, took his lick. He can put the ball outside the space. He has an arm. He's six foot six. He's tall. Mm. The guy can sling the ball downfield. The question is, is can he make the right reads? Can he, can he get the accuracy concerns dialed in so that he can get the timing with his receivers so he can put the ball in space? Um, and then can he not do the Nick Mullins s things like dropping snaps, overthrowing receivers, not making the right read, or forcing a ball into certain situations? Uh, he does have a lot of questions, a lot of concerns. But what I do like from him is the fact that he is somewhat mobile for his size, so you can get him out of the pocket a little bit. And you, we all know that that Kyle likes doing that with his quarterbacks. I think the first thing I'll say about him is number one, this was a terrible offensive system for him to play in. Yeah, um, he will do better in Kyle Shanahan's system. Uh, preseason is going to be big for him to prove that he can make this roster. Agreed. Can he make the throws that he needs to make? Yes, he has a good enough arm. He has a good enough you know balance in it, in the way he drops. Um, he's good as far as you know technique and skill. That is all there. I see that he likes to go to checkdowns. He's not afraid to take shots. He has an arm, um, but he definitely needs to be reeled in. Mm-hmm. He definitely needs to be guided. Um, this guy, I don't know exactly why he got the work that he got. Maybe Peterson was doing him a solid and trying to show other teams what he was capable of. Uh, I don't know, but this guy has a chance to make the roster because he does have characteristics and traits that fit Kyle Shanahan's offense. Um, like you said, the mobility to be able to move. If you're running play action and stuff, he can be successful in that. We're also talking about a third quarterback, somebody that can be a backup, you know, in case hell freezes over and he gets in. For a um, second straight season? For a second straight season. So he's not going to get a lot of reps, and he didn't get a lot of reps, reps in Philly. Is it going to be hard for him to make this team? Probably, because it's going to come down to him and and the Rosen one. And, you know, you really, those guys are similar as far as stature, arm talent, all that. Um, the only difference is, is I think Rosen was, you know, he was a number 10 pick in the draft sure. and Sudfeld definitely was not. Um, mm. But there was nothing about Sudfeld in these clips that we've shown that proves that he's going to make the team. So he definitely is going to have to prove it in training camp and the preseason, but he has capabilities to do so. He 100% has capabilities. And the next guy we're out of time for. Sorry, Josh Rosen. Yeah. We're not going to. No, I'm just kidding. We actually are. Folks, you got it. You got Josh Rosen film, the thing you've always wanted, a discussion around Is it what they always gen- wanted? Listen, folks, it is not what you think it is. Uh, I p- specifically pointed out four clips. Two, Both of them are from the same games because, for me, it's important to understand that Josh Rosen has his moments. He has moments and flashes where it's like, oh, wow, that's a really good throw, great read. He's a very smart guy. That was always the big thing on him. He was a highly intelligent kid out of UCLA. The problem is, is that sometimes that – that intelligence doesn't translate into decision-making on the field. Mm. 
-hmm. So which tells me that when the pressure mounts, that sometimes this guy doesn't make great throws. Again, same game. He just threw a long touchdown pass to Devontae Parker, and then he makes this throw here. With a corner who's sitting underneath, knows the comeback route is coming, there's no reason to throw that ball, and for some reason, he does. He makes that throw. And even this one here, it's a touchdown to Larry Fitzgerald, but when you watch it from the other angle, this linebacker is all over this. He's right there and just doesn't react in time. If that is a, an elite-level linebacker in this league, that pass is at least knocked down. Try making that throw against Fred Warner or Dre Greenlaw. Right. That pass is getting batted down in space. So those things aren't going to bode well for, for Josh Rosen in this league because he doesn't have the very super strong rocket arm. He's a much more of a touch passer, finesse passing quarterback than, than a lot of people want to give him credit for. And that's my big thing with Josh Rosen is, is while I think he has the intelligence level to pick up a Kyle Shanahan offense, I don't think he handles pressure well. I don't think the NFL grind is something that he, he, he handles very well. And you can talk all you want about the weapons he had in Arizona or the weapons and the offensive line he had in Miami. I'm sorry. Is Preston Williams and Devontae Parker a bad wide receiving core? I was under the impression that's a fairly decent wide receiving core in the NFL. I don't know if y'all remember this. They torched the Niners well, with Fitzmagic. Well, I get they torched mostly Brian Allen. I understand yeah, that. Yeah, the practice squad. I get that. Mm -hmm. But they're, they're still a good wide receiver combination. And they still did a lot of good things and beat a lot of good teams last year. Mm -hmm. They were in the playoff hunt for most of last season. And the really thing, the only upgrade is they picked up a couple offensive linemen, and gave Fitzmagic a little bit more time. Josh Rosen didn't have to struggle as much as he did in Miami. Josh Rosen start, struggled as much as he did in Miami because he's Josh Rosen. I watched a lot of Josh Rosen at UCLA, and I think anyone that, that knew me personally knew that I wasn't a Josh Rosen fan. Accurate. I did not believe he was a first-round pick. I still don't think he should have ever been in the first round. I think that is part of the issue with him and his development is he never should have been put in and thrusted into that position where he is out there as a day one starter. Um, and he really should never have been playing already. He should have been sitting on a team marinating. He should have been a second or third round pick. He has potential characteristics that are very good. He has a strong arm. He can get the ball down the field. Um, you saw that one that you were talking about where it got past a linebacker. I mean, he whipped that one pretty hard and he got it in there. Um, so those elements are there, but you're right about he has problems with pressure. He has problems not so much with just pressure from a defensive line, but pressure of circumstance, pressure of the time of the game. Um, those are things I've seen since college, and that's why I always question it. It was always the intangibles. Uh, he had talent, but it was always how much mentally can this guy handle as you know as far as what he's seeing and what he's doing. And you can see right there with you know the interceptions that sometimes it's not there. The one thing I will say is he is more talented than Sudfeld. 100% is more talented than Sudfeld. Yes. He is the third most talented quarterback on the team. But that doesn't mean he's going to make this roster. He can get outplayed because he, he can push himself to make mistakes. So is he capable of making this team? Yes. Will he make this team? That's a bigger question because him and Sudfeld are going to go out there and prove it. If you follow the money, Sudfeld has the inside track. The other thing is Sudfeld was also a quarterback on, the, on an NFL roster last year. Rosen was on a practice squad until the 49ers you know, basically were in dire straits and needed to bring him off the practice squad. Sure. Um, there was nothing wrong with bringing this guy back in a futures deal and seeing what you have there. He was a top 10 pick, even though everyone knows talent-wise he's not a top 10 pick. The people that are dying on that hill, um, it makes me laugh because there's nothing about this guy that has e that is elite traits. This guy is a backup quarterback at best in the NFL, and I don't think he's a two. I think he's a three. 
Um, I don't think he'll ever be anything other than that. And I just, it's nothing against him. It's just what he does um, on the field hasn't produced. And we have a lot more film on him than we have on Sudfeld. And the film suggests everything I say to be absolutely true. Yeah. And the film shows that the decision-making is just not there. I'm not saying that he's not a smart guy. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is that, you know, and what you kind of what you pointed out and what you alluded to is that the pressure of circumstance and the pressure of just the NFL and what it means to play against NFL defenses might just be too much. And that was one of the knocks was, is how much does this guy really love and care about football coming out in the draft? That was a question that was being asked. Uh, and if this isn't your first love and passion and your strive, it, it, the drive isn't there to be the greatest and to prove everyone and prove all the doubters wrong. It's going to be really, really hard to live up to a top 10 pick in the draft billing if that isn't something that motivates you to, to move forward and, and to prove that you are and that you are worthy of that spot and that selection. And every single day that passes for Josh Rosen, it gets harder and harder and harder to live up to that billing, and it might be too late. Yeah, is is Rosen behind Sudfeld, or do you think they're even going into? Uh, I think they're even. Camp? I think they're even personally. Um, and part of it is what you just said, right? Sudfeld was on an NFL roster. Mm-hmm. He was on a roster. He's been on a roster for the last few seasons. I think they would love for Rosen to pan out because of the the better traits that he has and the fact that he's a better player, um, but. How much of this? I mean, he did have a head start learning the offense. He did, but it's it will be interesting to see these guys in training camp and in and the preseason. Um, number one, who gets more reps, and then who shows more with those reps? They're going to have receivers out there. They're going to be still very good players, so they're going to have opportunities to sling the ball. Um, who's going to make the right reads and who's going to limit mistakes? Rosen is bound to make mistakes. I think that. Uh, Sudfeld is going to limit mistakes because I think he's going to learn from Kyle Shanahan and you know from the quarterbacks coach and figure out how to limit him. I don't know if Rosen can, but if he can, he has a good chance to make the team. Hundred percent. That's going to be his big things. If he can limit the the poor decision making, then Josh Rosen, I believe, has the inside track. But right now, if I had to put my money on it. Sudfeld is the guy who can do that because Sudfeld played in a system in which there wasn't a lot of restrictions on quarterbacks. Yeah. Look at the, some of the decisions that Carson Wentz made in his last year. Some of the decisions that Jalen Hurts made while he was there. There wasn't a lot of leashing of quarterbacks there in in Philadelphia. There was a lot of unleashing of quarterbacks, and and at times that was great, and then sometimes it blew up in their face and backfired. Uh, Josh Rosen has had a lot of leashes put in place and a lot of structure, and has struggled with the structure, uh, which means that doesn't necessarily mean he's going to now in a Kyle Shanahan system that is based on structure yeah. and timing and things of that nature. That doesn't mean it's going to translate. It also doesn't mean he's doomed to fail. It's a wait-and-see process. I'm not going to, to lean one way or the other on it, but if I'm a betting man, my money right now is on Sudfeld. Josh Rosen, it's up to you to prove us wrong. And no one forget that he couldn't beat out Blaine Gabbert for the backup quarter job, quarterback job in Tampa Bay. Just putting that out there. And 49er fans are not high on Blaine Gabbert. That's very true, but you know, if you talk to some 49ers fans, he's a great number two behind Trey Lance, and we don't even need Jimmy. I'm not even going to dignify that with the response. Nope, we're not. Let us know what you think about this breakdown of the quarterback room down below right now. Comment away, Jimmy Day, Trey Day, and not like an actual day, folks. There was some confusion. Posted our Trey Day video. Some people were confused. Why would we give Trey Lance a day already? He hasn't done anything. I was like, Lord, no. I'm, I meant starting. I'm sorry. Is it Jimmy's still time to start, or is it Trey's time to start, folks? Let us know. Let us know about this breakdown down below. And while you're down there, also let us know about Rosen. Let us know about Sudfeld. 
comment away, like the video, subscribe if you haven't already, become the newest member of the Cutback Crew today, share the video with the rest of the faithful, let them know about it, let's grow this conversation. Join the conversation, let us know which quarterback is going to do what, is it Jimmy Garoppolo's time, do you believe what we believe, that Trey's day is going to happen in 2022, and then who's going to win this battle between Sudfeld and Rosen, are you all in, Rosen is the greatest thing since sliced bread, he's ready to go, or do you think Sudfeld has an opportunity, these guys going in on equal footing, um, what do you think about these guys? Because I think it is an interesting conversation on multiple levels. Four guys, but multiple conversations to be had about these four guys. It's definitely a good room, better room than we've had in the past. It's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. want to hear what your opinions are. Absolutely. Josh Rosen, enjoy it because this may be the last time it ever happens on the 49ers cutback. It was your one time to shine, and you blew it. You blew it. you got to give me some better film next time to pull. But 49ers fans, until next time, you stay safe. Remember the right way is always the 49ers way.